0: All right, Trevor, say good morning. Let us begin. Let begin by thanking our sponsors, to thank our Tamutora sponsors for the month of Adar Aleph, Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Sherman Drushals this month in memory of Paul's grandparents, Zechariah Ben zechariah and Dina Bastrop Dove, to thank Art and Sherry Miller for dedicating all the Sherman Drushals this month in memory of Art's brother, Richard Miller, Ruven Ben Betzalel Baruchel. We hope that the merit of our Tamutora, the Nishama and Aliyah and the families. Enochama. So, with that, let us begin. We are continuing in this incredibly exciting adventure, this journey in the second parak of Mesechas Chagiga. Today's daf is Yud Beis. We are picking up on the bottom of Yud Aleph, Amud Aleph 11b, at the two dots below the Meseberetius Mishnayim, which is two, four, six. Seven lines up from the bottom. Dath Yud Aleph Amud Be'ez. Says the Yimara. Remember again, the Mishnah said that one is not permitted to learn the story of my severatius, what we call the Genesis narrative, with a group of two. Group of two. Remember again, we saw an interesting makhluk, just to reference this again between the Mishnah and the Braisah. So the Mishnah seemed to indicate again that groups of two, literally again, it's groups of two, like I I can't learn it with the Chavrusah or maybe like a Rebbe and one Talmud. So the Bryce has switched this around and said that the numbers, the numbers refer to the number of students, don't include the Rebbe. So like, Arayas, you don't teach to three, that's three plus a Rebbe. Same logic over here, you wouldn't teach my Seberatius to two plus a Rebbe. Says what's, the gemara, what's the problem with learning Ma'ayi Seberatius, the Genesis narrative in groups of two? So the Tanr Abbanan, kisha sha'alna liyamim the Pasik says, when you will speak about the early days. So we in from here, Yachid Shoel, Vein Shnayim Shoalim. One person could ask, but two people cannot ask. Two people should not ask. <laughs> now we'll say, now what's just you understand the svara, right? What's the logic here? What Chazal were concerned about is as follows that there are certain things which lend themselves to misinterpretation and misunderstanding. And the problem is that if you misinterpret or you misunderstand, one runs the risk. I'm sorry. One runs the risk of some significant theological <laughs> issues. So for example, say, I'll just reference back here just to give you a good frame of reference with this. Do you remember again, we had, remember Masechus Megillah? And we had the story of Ptolemy, right? remember again the Septuagint? Where Ptolemy HaMelech goes ahead and gathers the 70 tzaddikim. I remember what does he say to them? Kisvuli right, Torah Moshe Rabchan. Write to me the Torah. Both say, do you remember again the first change they made? little Daf mi chazara. First change they made? Bereshis bara Elohim. To what? Elohim bara Bereshiz. Right? Remember that change? Why did they change Bereshis bara Elohim to Elohim bara Bereshus? Because they were afraid Bereshus bara sounds like there was a deity called Bereshis." And Brishis created God. So instead they changed it to Elohim bara Brishis, God created in the beginning. So you already see from that, that in the story of Ma'isah Bracious itself, you see, we, we because we've been learning it for so many years, like for us, okay, God created this on the first day, this on the second day, this, what's vavo, what's this, what's that? It lends itself to misinterpretation. So because of that, again, Chazah were concerned, so when you have something, that lends itself to misinterpretation. So the best way to avoid that is how, learn it in small groups. Because this way again, there's a very small teacher to student ratio. You can make sure there's clarity. You can make sure there's no ambiguity. So you begin to see again, so Arayas has to have a small group. Maesibratius has to have even a smaller group. Because contained within severatius. Are the very theological underpinnings of Yiddishkeit, the Rebono Shal Olam as a creator? Well, that can't lend itself to any level of misunderstanding, and therefore, again, and therefore again, we learn in very small groups. So that's why it says, Yochid Shoalim." One person should ask. I.e., learn in small groups, but groups, but two people should not ask. Okay, Yochol Yishal adam kodem Shnivra Olam. I, maybe you'll think that people should spend time investigating that which was here before the world began. Tamal Omer, hayoma shebara elokim adam ala aretz. So the Pasuk says, when should you start your investigations, right? When should you start your learning from the time that man was on this world? In other words, we don't focus, we don't focus ultimately again. We don't focus on what occurred before creation. We only focus on what occurred ultimately, again, from the time that man came onto this world. Now, if that's the case, <speaking in Hebrew> said, If you go at that passage, It sounds like when should our learning regarding creation begin? When should it begin? From the sixth day of creation. Because that's when Hashem created man. Maybe I really shouldn't be focusing on anything even before that. So the Gemara says, <laughs> Now the Pahasek says, you, you, could, you could focus on creation, and you could focus on the beginning of creation from day one of creation, but prior to creation, we don't get into. The Gemara says, <laughs> You might have thought that a person will say this goes back. To the verbiage of the Mishnah. You might have thought that a person should ask, what's above, what's below? Remembering in the both said we saw according to Rashi, ma'la, ma ma still refers to the rakias, Right? What, what what's what's in the higher part of the rakiyah, what's in the lower part of the rakia? malifnim ma'la, let's go with tosis, ultimately, again, what was before the world, what's after the world, Tamilomar, shamayim, shamayim. Keep your questions contained to what's right. right what, what's what's, a, what's what's literally again from one end of the heavens to the other end of the heavens. In other words, keep questions contained to what's happening in this world. Don't worry about what is happening in the celestial sphere. Don't worry about what is occurring before the world, after the world. We'll say it's like I said yesterday. It's not that those things aren't important. They are important. They're just not important to my life mission. My life mission. I will say, you know, you know how like a person. I would in, in organizations. I can only speak to organizational life. I don't know the business world, but I would assume it's the same thing in the business world. Like in an organization, there's a million things you want to do, right? A oh, great idea, great idea, great idea. All these great things. And the problem is if you do everything, right? So you end up doing nothing. At a certain point in time, you have to figure out like what's mission critical, <laughs> right? what what, 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 is, what is mission critical and what are the other things that you're really, really gonna focus on? So in life, it's the same way, in general life. What's above, what's below, what's before, what's after? Those are important things, it's definitely important. They're not mission critical. I don't need to know what's in the multiple levels of the celestial sphere to be successful in my life mission of maximizing my life. I don't need to know what's before the world, what's after the world, in order to live the most impactful life. I have to focus on the things that allow me to be the best version of me, that allow me to maximize my life. Those are the things I have to focus on. And Chazal did not want us getting bogged down with things that are simply not mission critical. Such an incredible Yisod. So the margo's goes right there. Hashta top of your days. Hashtag dinathkaleh, milimikteashamayim ba'ad keteashamayim, lamin hayom ashebar lekim adam ala arets Well, if, now that I know that I'm learning all of this out from the pasik of milimikteashamayim well, ba'ad keteashamayim, I'm watering the pasik of ashebarah adam ala arets, kid rabbalazar. Dom rabbalazar, listen to this, teaches me something different. Teaches me Adam harishon minha Aret adlerakia. Said, "Listen to this, Kimara. Adam right—the like first man, Adam. When he was created, he was so tall that he stood from the earth up until the Rakia, up until the sky. They're both saying, "Now you know Rakia, Rakia." I always mention I Rakia. I learned this from my children. From my children, you know, I joke about this. You know how sometimes you know kids come home from 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 school, wherever they go to school, they come home with like a parsha binder. Right? and they and they bring that to the table, and it's about like it's like like a 15 ring loose leaf, and as and as a parent you have to feign excitement. Oh yes, please go through every single of Torah you've heard since the inception of Klal I'm not falling asleep or anything like this. It's fine. Let us let, do this. Let's do this. And so actually I learned this from one of my daughters, which was uh, which was a beautiful thing. She she came home, She she translated rakia as sky divider. And I never heard it before. And the truth is, you know, it, it's a straight. So it's actually, it's actually the most accurate definition one could have. Rash, it's Rashi's definition. The raqia we translated as sky, but the truth is, the raqia was really created in order to divide between the mayim Al-Yonim and the mayim tachtonim, the upper waters. And the lower waters. So we call again the rakia the sky, but it really is a sky divider. So listen to this. So the Pasik says. So we learn from the Pasik of of that Adam Arishon was literally again measured from the Aret to the rakia. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Once Adam Arishon sinned. Once he sinned. Kadosh Baruch Hu placed His hand on Adam Arishon and diminished him. I say, hear this: Adam Arishon was created so tall from Shamayim, from Aretz to Shamayim. He sinned; the Ribanu Shal'olam diminished him. Sheneh Amar, Achar veKadam Sartani v'Tashas Alai Kapecha. So I will say again, quotes over here the Pasik from Tillin, really focusing on that last phrase, v'Tashas Alai Kapecha. You placed Your hand on me. The Yimara understands over here that phrase, you placed your hand on me, refers to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's diminution of Adam. He put his hand on Adam, made him shorter. I'm ready to be Adam No, Adam Arishon was so large, he measured from one end of the world to the other end of the world. Shana Amar, Lemina Yom Elokim Adam al HaAretz, ULMikTze'a Shamayim, VaAd Ketze'a Shamayim. Shana Amar says, so again, interestingly enough, Again, the Gemara quotes the Pasik that Adam was from miktsia shemaim ad kitsia shemaim. Literally, again, from one, from one end of the world to the other end of the world. <speaking in Hebrew> Once Adam alav sinned, <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem placed his hand on Adam and he diminished him. <speaking in Hebrew> I have both said, we have two contradictory psukim then. One Pasik teaches me that Adam Arishon measured from the Aretz all the way to Shamayim the other Pasik indicates to me that Adamari shown measured from one end of the world to the other end of the world so which one is it to which the Gemara says it's not a kasho it's one shear it's one shear it's the same shear ultimately again from Shamayim to Aretz or from Aretz to Shamayim as it is from one end of the world to the other end of the world. that I will say, what's the Pshat? Right? What, what does this mean? That Adam Arishon measured from one end of the world to the other end of the world? That Adam Arishon measured from Shamayim all the way to Aretz? And I will say, again, I think the Pshat is a, is, is a simple one. That obviously it's not literal, the size of Adam Arishon. It's a descriptive term really trying to tell us about Adam Arishon's potential. When Adam Arishon was created, he measured... From the earth to the heavens, he measured from one end of the world to the und- and other end of the world. Adam Arishon had unlimited potential. Adam Arishon had the ability to be anything, to do anything, to accomplish anything. That's what it means from the earth all the way to the heavens, from one end of the world all the way to the other end of the world. Such was the nature of the potential of Adam Arishon. And both said, what happened? What happened? He sinned. He sinned. And what happens when he sinned? HaKadosh Baruch right? Himiach, Yadu HaKadosh Baruch took him and diminished him. See, said saying, the greatest byproduct of hate. See, we often think that the greatest byproduct of sin is what? Is what? Is Onesh. Is, is, is punishment. It's not true. You know what's a good part about punishment? There's no good part about punishment. But, but you know, but one of the things about punishment, about Onesh, is if you do tshuva... You can go ahead and get rid of the Onesh, right? That's what Tshuva is able to do. The most terrible byproduct of sin is a loss of potential, right? I could have gone ahead and been so much. I could have done so much. And very often, even when we do chuva, Tshuva is able to go ahead and take away the Onesh. Chuva could even purify us. Sometimes what chuva can't do is regain your potential, Sometimes potential at the end of the day was something I had as something that is no longer and that's the B'Shattah say. What an incredible and overwhelming Gemara. Adam HaRishon was born into this world with unlimited potential He sinned if you notice by the Gemara doesn't make any mention about the Onesh The Gemara says Hashem took him and diminished him. You're not as tall You're not as tall this poten- same potential is not there. You're great. You're incredible. You could do so much but the catastrophic byproduct, the catastrophic result of sin is not the Onesh, it's the laws of all of that incredible potential. So the Gemara goes weiter. Amrav Yehuda, Amrav, Asar Dram There are 10 things that were created on the first day of creation, the Elohim. So it's really beautiful, beautiful Gemaras. Was, I just want to point out, by the way, it's a little bit ironic. We go from the Gemara telling us, you should not learn my in more than groups of two, right? And now I just want to point out, but again, yeah, the Gemara's doing it, we're not doing it, right? So I uh, just want to point out to hear, it's also, yeah, let, let's see, we'll go a little bit later. So the Gemara says, says 10 things were created on the first day of creation, the Elohim. we say these are the 10 things created on day one of creation. Number one, heaven and earth, tohu vavohu, right? Now we say tohu vavohu is an interesting, tohu vavohu is, we call it astonishingly, Empty, right? So ultimately again, so tohu, right, is a lotion of astonishment. Vohu is a lotion of emptiness. Arba light and darkness. Ruach umayim, wind and water. Midas yom umidas laila, The length of day and the length of night. All of these things are created on the first day. On the first day, Shemayim va'aretz. Let's book The Gemara is going to prove this. Shemayim Vareth dixiv. So how do we know? Cheshbar created Shemayim va'aretz dixiv. Bereshis Paralokim as Hashemayim va'asaret. Okay, pretty straightforward. Shem created Shemayim and Next, Tov avo dixiv va'aretz ha'isa. Tov avo. Right, the earth was astonishingly empty. Or vachoshech So the Gemara says, choshech The choshech al to home. Posik says. That there was darkness, there was darkness on the home. Ar dechsev by Yomer Elokim Yehi Ar. Hashem said that ruach be light. Ruachumaim. Where do you see ruachumaim? Dechsev veruach Elokim merachefes al hamaim. Midas hayom umidas laila. Length of day, length of night. Dechsev ayerev ayvoker. Yom echad. It was evening. It was morning. One day. One day. Incredible. B'saisi dimora goes weiter. Tohu, what's Tohu? What's Tohu? Kav Yorok, shemekif eskala Olam Kulo, Shemimenu Yotzah Hoshech. So what's interesting? What's, what is the definition of Tohu? So apparently Tohu, what's his literal translation here, is a green line that goes ahead and circles the entire world from which darkness emanates. So we will say, begin to see we're stepping into some esoteric realms over here. to represents this source of darkness. So what's says the humor, refers to damp stones which are embedded in the tahom. The tahom represents like the depths of the oceans, or or the depths of the earth, from which water ushers forth. Shemar, v'nota alav kofto v'avne v'ahu. Good. So I say the Shavu is one of the ten things that was created on the first day of creation was light. Was light created on day number one? After all, again, v'haqsiv, the luminaries were created on day number four. Right? So ultimately, again, doesn't it seem that light was created on day number four, not day number three? Listen to this. kid? It's such a beautiful Gimari. Rabbi Lazar. remember Lazar. There was a different kind of light that was created on the first day. The light that Hashem created on the first day Adam Tsofe Bo Misofa Olam viad Tsofo He will say the light of the first day of creation a person was able to see from one end of the world all the way to the other end of the world. Kevan so Shabbos say so there was a light the, the way I think to term this is it wasn't a light of illumination it was a light of inspiration or, or a light a luminescent light of spirituality A person was able to see literally again from one end of the world to the other end of the world. Once a Baruch Hu saw that there was going to be a generation of the flood and a generation who would build the Tower of Bavel whose actions were so perverse and corrupt. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put that light away. So both we'll say the light of the first day of creation was removed from this world. So who, so who did Suhu, kaddish paruk who put this light away for? Both <laughs> we'll say listen to how beautiful that light was put away for the tzaddikim la asid <laughs> lava. <laughs> now both say la asid always can mean one of two things. It can mean olam <laughs> haba, like where you go after you die after 120, or it could also mean messianic era. But the point is, the light was removed from this world and put away for the future. Shnei Emar vayar Elokim esar kitov. This is the first day. Hashem saw the light and it was good. The in Tov Ella Tzadik, and Tov means Tzadik. Shnei Emar Imrut Tzadik Kitov. Kevan Shira Arsha Gan Tzadikim, Samach. Ultimately, again, once the ar was put aside for the tzadikim, it rejoiced. Shnei Emar. Or tzaddikim yismach. So, therefore, I say this is the way the Gemara tries to reconcile this. Just understand the contradiction. The contradiction is, the Gemara just said before one of the things that Hashem created on the first day was, art, or was light. But then when you look, the Torah says that the luminaries were placed in the heavens on day number four, which sounds like light was created on day number four. So, what's going on over here? To which the Gemara says it's not a contradiction. There was a light that was created on day one. This magnificent light that you could see from one end of the world to the other end of the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw what mankind was going to do. He removed it from the world, put it away for future generations. And what we have on day number four is what we'll call normal this world light. i Just want to point out what an what a overwhelming Gimara. I'm sorry, you to know, say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to shower so much bracha. You see, we often think that life is this struggle for us to extract blessing from God. Like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is this repository of blessing and we have to pull it out. You don't have to pull it out. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give it to us more than we can even imagine. Like Chazas, I've given this mushroom many times, the Gemara says more than the baby wants to nurse from the mother the mother wants to express the milk. Because if she doesn't express the milk, she becomes engorged. She's painful for her. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shalom, is literally, again, has so much bracha. All he yearns is to shower it upon us. We just have to be fit. We just have to be rowy. We just have to be deserving. And the crazy part is that so often there is, there is tons of bracha just waiting to be showered upon us. If only we make ourselves worthy. It's waiting. It's not about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's about us making ourselves into the right kind of kelim, the right kind of utensils that are capable of receiving and retaining this blessing. Look at the light that was put into this world. It was here. Before man was even created, it was here. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was ready to give us we'll sight. Do you know what it means to have light from which you can see from one end of the world to the other end? Do you know what that means? I don't know what it means. But I think what it means. I think what it means Is I will say, a clarity in life. How many of us go through life with clarity? We'll say, you know, you ever meet people who have like such clarity, they have it all figured out, have it all figured out? I've come to learn people who have such clarity, they have no idea what they're talking about, right? More often than not, they think, they think they've gotten it all figured out. Be very wary, be very, very, very wary. Of overly self-assured people who've gotten all all cause we will say the truth is that type of clarity, that's what Das Torah is. That's why that, that's why we look at we look at Israel. Yet yeah, they often they have it figured out because Torah informs the way they look at things. But people who are a bit too overly confident in their sense of rightness or their sense of clarity, just be careful. Just be careful. Cause we'll say that was the R of the first day. The aura of the first day was an aura where you were able to see things for what they were. Life made sense. Hashem wanted to give us that light. Hashem didn't want us walking around in a fog in this world. He didn't want there being gray. He wanted us to have clarity so that we could live impactful lives. But we weren't deserving of that R. So he took it away and instead, what do we have? A beautiful sun, a beautiful moon, stars that give us illumination, but don't <laughs> give us clarity. No one got clarity from the moon. No one gets clarity from the sun. You get, you, you, get, you get, illumination. But say that's the art. If we're just deserving, if we just make ourselves rohi, there's no telling what bracha we could receive. The Gemara goes So much more to say in this. Also, say about this arishon, but we'll have to leave it. So the light that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created on the first day. A person could see from one end of the world to the other end of the world. Divir These words are Rebi So I will say, it turns out that there is a machlokis in the Genesis narrative. So there's two opinions of I will say. So remember again, what's the problem? The problem is we don't know how to reconcile the light of day one and the light of day four, right? Because, again, the Pasik says Hashem creates light on day one, but yet the luminaries are placed in the heavens on day number four. So, again, you have Rabbi Yaakov who says, Rabbi Yaakov who says like we just said before in the Gimara, namely, day one was this magnificent, overwhelming light of clarity that was created and removed. Day four was light as we contem- as we presently have it. Chachamim saying, no, 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 no. The light of day one was the sun, the moon, and the stars. What happened then on day four? What happened on day four? They were put in place. They were created day one and put in place over cre- on day four. But I just point out, by the way, this a position of the Chachamim is actually the position of the Ramban in all of my sebulishes the Rambam explains that the way the Genesis narrative occurred was everything was created on day one. Everything created on day one. And then what happened over the subsequent days of, of, of creation was everything was put in its place. So creation of all the world needs on day one, and then each day Hashem kind of kind of arranged it arranged it in place. Okay? Amrav Zutra Bar Yo Amrav. Basar dvar Nivra Albus, these are just incredible, incredible Gimaras. So listen to this name Bartoli says the name of Rav. The world was created, Basar dvar Nivra Alambus. Now this is an interesting idea. So we just got finished saying, we just got finished saying Terekleshvaruko created ten things on the first day. You're gonna see ten is like the, the ongoing number over here. So in this Gimara over here, Rav says, Hashem created the world almost like with ten qualities. With ten qualities, what are they? Chachma, svuna, das, koach, garak, verse. So let's, let's go through this one at a time. Chachma. Shimkred created the world of Chachma. I was going to say, I'm going to draw your attention to Rashi over here. By the way, isn't it interesting that on in a daf like this, look how little Rashi there is. Right? Look how little Rashi. I was going to say, it's almost as if Rashi is telling us, by the way, just, we don't learn my sub-racious. Right? I just want to point out, right? We don't learn my sub So Rashi, Rashi is Mitzam saying, we need, we need Rashi so badly over here. So Rashi says, Chachma, yodea mashalamat. Shah say these are the qualities with which Shaq created the world. So this chachma. Rabbi say, what's chachma? Chachma means the ability to retain that which you have learned. I'll say, so right, chachma is not an easy thing because many of us, right, we hear stuff and then what happens? It's a frustrating thing. Right? We hear it and then it, and then it leaves. It comes in, it goes out. Chachma is the ability to retain that which you have learned. Next, the world is created with tvuna. What's Chachmasal. T'vuna? I will say, Tevunah is the ability to extrapolate additional wisdom from that which you have learned. So I learned, I learned something. Chachma is the ability to retain that which I've learned. Svuna is then the ability to dissect, discern, and extrapolate, analyze, from that which I have learned in order to learn new lessons. Next, Das. What's Das? Look at Rashi. Yishuv. This is incredible. Das is the ability to maintain almost like an inner equilibrium. Right? The Yishuv HaDas. What we call Yishuv HaDas. A certain level of calm. There's a better word. Um, equanimity. Equanimity. Right? Say to be to equanimity. In other words, a person always maintains a certain level of balance. Certain level of balance. Das, co say. So just point out, these first three really have to do with your mind. So if chachma, the ability to go ahead and ingest knowledge. Svuna, both say, because listen to this, remember, you could have knowledge, but if you can't take your knowledge and apply it to life, right, and make it real, then what good is your knowledge? That's Tvunah. Or Savuna. Right? Savuna is the ability to take what I learned, to extrapolate, and then use it to live my life in an impactful way. Right? That's Savuna. Das I will say, is equanimity, the ability to be an even-keeled person. Because listen to this, because remember, if you can't go ahead, we spoke about this on Shabbos, if you can't go ahead and be an even-keeled person and you panic, right? what happens? What, what happens when you panic? What happens when you panic? You can't apply any life lessons to your current stressful situation. See, you could have chachmah and you could have svuna, but if you don't have Das, right? If you don't have Das, if you don't have equanimity, if you don't know how to keep it together in stressful situations, then no matter how much knowledge you have, it will not inform how you act under stress. Such an incredible Yisod. Next. Next is Korach. Strength. Rashi says has Which, according to Rashi, literally means what? Physical strength. Physical strength. Physical strength. And we'll say, and I will say why, why do you need physical strength? Why need physical strength? Don't be afraid to work. Right? Don't be afraid to work. Don't be afraid to push yourself physically hard. Gara. these are interesting. Rashi says gara is nizifa. Nezifa Gara literally means again, almost like rebuke, right? Rebuke. Gvura also means strength. Tzedek, justice, or I should say, actually, we'll use tzedek over here really to mean tzedakah, like charity or righteousness. Mishpat, justice. Chesed, kindness. Berachanim. So we'll say, now we're going to go through each of these and we're going to see how these traits, sharp and precious. Bechachma, besunah. So we we'll say, how know the world was created with chachma and sunah? Again, remember, what does chachma mean? What does chachma mean? Good. Knowledge, right? The ability to ingest knowledge. So chachma, svunah, the ability to go ahead and extrapolate. Shedichsiv, Hashem, bechachma, yosad aretz. Good Pasek says Hashem created the world with chachma. So the mar says Hashem mechachma yassad. It's quoting shvayin besuna, but b- good bedas d'chsev bedaito to hamos nifku. Bechach uvgvura. So the mar is quoting psukim that again associate each of these middos with mysebresh. So obviously, there's a lot more to talk about on each of these things, but we're just going to go through the pasukim. Bechach uvgvura d'chsev. So quote more of a quotes of the pasuk. Machin sorry. Quote over here from me to the pasuk. Mechin Horim b'kocho nezay b'gvura from Telem. The Gemara says: Be'gara d'chsev amudis shemayi rofefu v'isma megarasso be'zediku mishpat d'chsev be'zediku mishpat mechon kisacha be'chasev rachamim d'chsev zechar rachamecha ashemechasadecha. So we'll see, you see all of these attributes, all of these attributes of the Rebana Shalom associated with creation, and therefore each of these attributes themselves play a major dominant role in the creation of the world. Again, a lot more to talk about over here, but in Yerats HaShem, listen to this fascinating Gimara. When HaShem created the world, HaYemarchi Vaholech Kishtei Pakios Shalshasi. So I say the imagery here is incredible. If you take a ball of yarn, right, or a ball, ball of thread, and you kind of just throw the ball, right? So what happens? It keeps on going and going and going. We'll Soon there's a little bit of a slope, right? It keeps going and unraveling. When Hashem created the earth, the earth just kept on expanding. Just kept on expanding. Ad shegar Baruch that's why this is why the Gara, the Nazifa, Tzal rebuked the earth. And told the earth to stop. What does it mean when Hashem says, I am Kel Shakai? What does that word mean? What does that, what does that name mean? So Hussein says, the Olam, die. I am the one who told the world enough. So we'll say the imagery here is quite profound. So Hashem says to the earth, right this Hashem says, Let there be land. And the land, the land by itself, just keeps naturally expanding. Just keeps naturally moving on. So Hashem has to tell the earth, stop. Another dynamic, same dynamic, different different direction. The sea expanded, just continuously expanded and threatened to overtake the entire world until Hashem rebuked it and told it to stop. And it stopped and allowed for there to be land. So we'll say, isn't this incredible? So the Singh that Hashem creates the earth and the earth on its own, so to speak, just continuously expands until Hashem tells it to stop expanding. Right? Hashem creates the mayim. Hashem creates. Hashem creates the sea. Sea continuously expands up until when Hashem stops it. Hashem stops it ultimately from expanding. Both say. So what's the pshat with this? Right. Well, First of all, it can't be understood literally. Why can't it be understood literally? Because again, mayim, arets, don't have the ability to act on their own. They don't have das. They don't have free choice. Well, what's the pshat? So I will say perhaps Ligmar is teaching us is as follows. You see, what's what's the problem over here? What's the challenge? What, what what are the challenges that the earth, the land, and the water are having? They're having boundary issues. Boundary issues. Right? Where do you stop? Right? Where does the earth stop? Where does the water stop? I was we'll saying, what's the hardest thing in life? What's the hardest thing in life? Boundary issues. Creating proper boundaries in this I will say. What, what, what are the proper gidharma? What are the proper boundaries? Right, In other words, and we, all, we all struggle with this in different ways, right Where, where, where do I draw my line between what 's appropriate what 's not appropriate what 's good what 's not good what 's kadosh what 's tahar, how do I just you see that here Baruch Hu is giving, giving, giving form to this that what 's the greatest challenge of the human condition while we are here in this world it 's boundaries, you have also boundary issues only operate here in this world, right? In Shemayim, there are no boundary issues. In Shemayim, every Malach knows where it belongs. And every Malach stays in its lane, right? And every Malach ultimately, again, knows this is my Rakia, this is not my Rakia, this is in this, say? what's the challenge? The whole challenge of life is boundary issues. What's motor? What's us? What's appropriate? What shouldn't I do? So the earth, the earth can't stop, right? The earth is literally on a roll. It's rolling out, right? And it wants to overtake everything. Hashem says, stop. Stop. You have your boundaries. The sea wants to overtake everything. Hashem says, stop. You have to have your boundaries. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu modeling for us through the heaven and through the earth that life is about creating proper boundaries. And I say, isn't that the hardest of all day in life? Where do I stop? What's what? Because we'll say, you know, you can't live life drawing the line between Mutter and Usr. Because you know what happens, we all know, because we've all tried this, right? We've all, we've all been down this road. When I draw my line between, exactly between Mutter and Usr, we'll say, inevitably, what happens? I find myself on the wrong side of the law, right? And on the wrong side of the line. My line has to be moved back. I can't straddle between Mutter and Aser. I need to move back that boundary. How far to move it back? How many gidarim? How many Buffers? How many Chumras? What boundary should I create? That's a very personalistic thing. But Lamaisa, the struggle for proper boundaries, is a struggle that is as old as time itself. Incredible. Listen to this, Kimara. Be'yisham Shamayim Nivru Trila. Right, so I'll we'll say ultimately again, Veshamai says, Veshamai says, the heavens were created first. Va'achakach Nivre saares. Only after the heavens were created was the land created. Shinayim Aar, Berecious Es Hashamayim It's a solid Russia, I'll we'll say, very solid Russia. Right, so Veshamai says, look, the Pasik says, Hashem created the heavens and the earth. Vesila Omrim Eretz No, not true. The earth was created first, the akharkach shamaiim. And then the heavens were created. Shanaar Biyom Asos Hasha Ash Bayom Asoth Asos Hashem Elohim Eretz Vishamaim. Amrlahem Basilla Beshamai, so basil says bashamay. It doesn't make sense that Asham would first create Shamayim and then Eretz. after all. So we'll say, listen to this. Tell me, does someone build the second story of their house before they build the first story? Right? No one does that. So Shamayim, so to speak, is like the second story. It's the upper story of this world. So of course, you create this world first. And then you go ahead and create the Shamaim afterwards. Beisham says the Tell me, listen, this, this is great. So beisham says Does a person first make the ottoman and then make the chair? Right, you know, like the footrest. Right, right? that's the coffee ottoman. Right, does a person right? does a person make the footrest and then make the chair? No, of course not. You make the chair first and then you make the footrest. This right, so we'll say oh, this world is a footrest for ultimately Shamayim So the Gemara says, kisi hadom ragli." say ultimately again they're both right. In other words, I or, say or they're both wrong. Right. In other words, Shamayim and Aretz were not created consecutively, but rather what? Work for Eda simultaneously. Shin emar af yodi yas da aretz viemini tafcha shamayim kora ani aleim Yandu yachtov. I viidach Ma yachtov. What does it mean? The other opinions. All well, they say yachtov. To love a stafim mehadadi. Ultimately, again. That heaven and earth will never separate from each other. Ay, koshu dodi. The psukim seem to contradict each other. lakish, <in> bara shamayim, bara aretz. The truth is, when they were created, reish here's reish Laj-ish's reconciliation. Reish lakish, when they were actually created, in the actual creation, shamayim was created before aretz. However, kishenata, when they were actually placed, so to speak, because we we'll this goes back to this motif, that things are created, and then they're embedded in place. So Rishalogish suggests as follows. In the might in the creative activity, Shamayim was created before Aretz. But in the placement activity, nota arets va nota shamaiim. Ultimately, again, Aretz was placed and then sham was placed. So I'll tell you something amazing. I was I was bothered by this gimara last night. I didn't get a chance to prepare the daft till late last night. I was looking at this Gemara of Besh Shamay and Beshilo and this machlokes. What was created first? What was created first? I say, so again, we have Beishamai saying Shammayim was first, then Aretz. Beishilal saying Aretz first, then Shamayim. I, I couldn't, I looked at it, show didn't say anything. But you did, didn't say anything. Okay, I'm going to admit, I didn't go really any further past that. But, but, but Lemaise bothered me, bothered me. So I resolved myself just to live with the difficulty, which means I was lazy to look any further. And so I, say, so, so I, I come into the show this morning. He says, no, Joe, I come into it and I have, to, I have to give credit. I see my Schwartz shine de zimra. Oh, he might for because we have one person who all de zimra, which is fantastic. And Greg, right? so, I'll say, so, so so I, I see my sh, I see David Schwartz sitting here learning, doing whatever. I say mamish the So I sit and remember it's a gemar maseches Erevin, and Safaria. Thank God for sifaria as well. Right? So, so also, listen to this. It's Erevin, daf yud gimel amad aleph. So I also remember again what do we have in Erevin, yud gimel Sorry, there's a machlokes, be and What's the Machlokas of Sham Do we say, Noach Lola Adam she'nivra, or Noach Lola Adam Shalonivra? Would it have been better for a person to be created or not? They both say it's a Machlokas between Beishamai and Beisilel. Beishamai says, Noach Lola Adam Shalonivra. It would have been better for a person to have never been created. And Be'i says, no, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, noach lo, lo Adam shenev. it's good that we were created. They both say, it's the same here. Be'i says, shamayim was created first, because the ideal in the universe is, you don't need this world. You don't need this world. Noach lo sh'lo it would have been better to have never been created. Shamayim is the iker. Shamayim was created first. Eretz was created as a secondary measure, but the Iker says, Beishamai, is no lo la adam shalom nivra, that a person would have never been created. What does Beisilal say? Beisilal says over here, Eretz nivra is tchila. Why? Noach lo la adam shenivra. No, it is great to be created. Because it's only in this world that you could accomplish something magnificent. It's only in this world, ultimately, again, that life could take on meaning. In Shemaim, you are what you are. Rabbi says, it's the same machlokis. The same in Erevin. Daf yud gimel amad beis. It's the same machlokis in Chayiga, Daf yud beis amad aleph. Rabbi says, who's right? Who's right? So the Gemara says, Erevin says, the Gemara seems to actually indicate that Alok HaLaMaisa B'Shamah is right. That no, maybe it would have been better never to have been created. But now that we've been created, maximize this life. I will say, but here, the Gemara Masech is quotes an additional opinion. And what's the opinion I will say? Beisilo Omrim, Eretz Nivres, sorry, sorry, Dechachamim say, what was Zeh V'zeh Ka'achos. ze V'zeh Ka'achos. They were created simultaneously. So I simultaneously means that, yeah, there are for some people for whom it would have been better, better if they had never been born. And there are other people, ultimately, again, for whom it was the best thing they, the world was created so that they can be born to accomplish great things. And also said, the shayla is which category we fit into. At the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves a simple, fundamental usefulistic question. Was it worth it that we were born? Can we justify our existence in this world? By being able to say, Baruch it's so wonderful you created me because I did my part in making this world a little bit better. See, I have to justify my creation because Beishamai wants to say would it would have been better that I'd never been born. And you know what my job, well, my job was is to show Beishamai, you'll excuse me for saying this, to show Beishamai, you're wrong. You're wrong. Beishamai, all the covet, right? You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong it's better that I was born, because look at what I accomplished, look at what I did. But we'll say, such an incredible, you have Beisham, I sing. Okay, we have to go on. But we'll say, I just wanna point out, I'm just going to attribute the lack of visible emotion on your faces to fatigue. And maybe, I don't know, did you brew decaf today or something? We'll say, this is, life. we'll say, come on. We'll say, this, this, this is like life kimaras over here. Life kimaras in Shemaim. they're arguing, they're arguing about us. Should we have created silver, not created silver? Should words were created? We'll say, this is what they're arguing. This is what they're arguing. They're arguing is our creation. Did we merit creation? Did we merit? we we'll say, and B'shamah saying, no, shouldn't have created creation. We'll say, saying, yes. And i both say, it is up to us through the way we live our lives to determine who is right. All right, let's go back Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. We'll say, you have to we'll say, I, I can only do so much over here, right? right? <laughs> uh, 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 again, you, you, have to, you have to let these Gemaras penetrate during the Shamas because these are life-altering Gemaras, life-altering Gemaras, but they're only life-altering if you let it in. So the Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara says, we left off Good. Uh, we'll say three lines are for the bottom. Sha'al, no, sorry. my I'm is, is a contraction. This is where Hashem placed waters. In other words, we'll say. Remember, this goes back to what we said before that Shamayim itself is a Shamayim Rakia, a dividing of the upper waters, lower waters. Nisa tana. Shamayim is made up of fire and water. Melamed. Hashem took, Hashem took and Maim, mixed them together, and from that created Shemaim. So Rabbi Akiva. I'm to listen to this, Kimara. Rabbi Akiva. So i we'll listen to this. Rabbi Shma' is walking with Rabbi Akiva. And I will say, you have to understand something, I will say. Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva were both murdered by the Romans. Both murdered by the Romans. This is Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Gadol, who saw his children executed, who himself was executed. You have to understand. You have to understand who who's walking on the street together. Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Gadol, Rabbi Yakiva Shemi kom Damam, Kishay Mahalchin Baderach. Amar Rabbi Bishmash says Rabbi Yakiva. Ata we'll tosh she nochum des Nachum Ish Gamzu. let say it's amazing. Who was Rabbi Yakiva's rabbi? One of his rebbeim was Nachum Ish Gamzu. I will say, you're talking about people who suffered so much in life. Nochom Ish Gamzu, who lost everything, right? He's called Gamzu. No, I will say, he's actually called, before the Gamzu Litova, he was from a place called Gamzu. That was actually his town. That was actually his town. Amazingly enough, he then becomes known as Nochom Ish Gamzu because the way he responded to everything in life, both good and that which wasn't so good, was Gamzu Litova. So Nachum Ishkamzu so was Rabbi Akiva's rebbe. Rabbi Akiva is walking into Rabbi Yishmael, and what happens? So listen to this. Rabbi Yishmael says to Rabbi Akiva, Ishkamzu So to listen to this. Rabbi Akiva learned by his Rabbi Nachum Ishkamzu for twenty-two years. Twenty-two years. So Yishmael says, "You know, you learned by Nachum by, by for twenty-two years." Tell me, tell me, Rabbi Nachum. When he comes, he used to darshin every S. So I say the word S is a reboy. Comes to include something. So when it says S hashamayim v'Shara'aretz, no hayadorish b'Ein. What do Nachum darshin with S hashamayim v'Shara'aretz? Amar le'ilu nemar shamayim v'aretz heisi Omer shamayim shemal shalakad shparuchu. Because if it would have just said shamayim, I would have thought maybe shamayim is one of the names of God. Ach shav shemar S hashamayim v'Shara'aretz. If it would have said, Es HaShomayim shamayim, Es HaArets, Shomayim, Mamish, Arets, Arets Mamish. Shabbat say it's interesting. Say, Nochum Darshint Es, comes to teach you that these are not names, right? These are not descriptive names of God, but rather, again, these are actual names of things. On the base, Es HaArets Lam, that's Es Why do I need Es HaArets? Lahakdim Shomayim LoArets. To teach us that what? That Shamayim was created ultimately again before Aretz. So say, Araya to basil. Araya to Basilah. And that they were not created simultaneously, Rashi like the Chachamim. The earth was astonishingly empty. Michdi, began creation in Shamayim. So I will say, here's what's interesting. If at the end of the day Hashem created, the Hashem began creation with Shama in the beginning, why does it then launch into the creation of the earth? Tanadere Rishmal, listen to this. This can be compared to a king, an earthly king. So listen to this. So I'm we'll say what happens. The king says to his servants, I want you all to meet me by the palace early tomorrow morning. Hishkim, u'matza nashem v'anashim. The next morning he finds that women and men came <speaking in Hebrew> to who does the king give special hakaras hatov to? <speaking in Hebrew> he gives hakaras hatov to the women. Why does he give hakaras hatov to the women? Because it's the derech of men to get up early and to come to the palace. It's not as normal for the women, right? I mean, it be normal for them to get up early, but now it it comes to the king's palace. So who does the, who does the monarch have special hakaretz hatov to? To the ones who go out of their way. Similarly, the Gemara says, Hashem had greater hakaretz hatov to the arets than to the shamayim. Because it was natural for shamayim to comply with the word of God, because shamayim is right by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was less likely for the arets, which was further removed from God, to comply with the word of God because it was further removed. So therefore Hashem expresses his akharat satov, so to speak, to the Ares even before the Sharam. Incredible. Tara Omer, Labrios, Sharaos ve'inon Yodos a pretty amazing Gemara. So ultimately it says Rabbi Yossi, woe to the creations who see and don't realize what they see. ve'in yodos They stand and they don't realize upon which they stand. And will say, listen to this impactful and overwhelming Gemara. Listen to this. Rabbi will say, what does the earth stand on? Al ha'amudim. The earth stands on pillars. Shana'a ma'ar ha'mar giz erez mimkoma va'amudah yispalatsun. Amudim, the pillars, What do they stand? Al ha'ma'im. On water, shana'a ma'ar l'rokiya arez al ha'ma'im. Ma'im al-harim, what does the water stand on? Sheba said, the imagery the Gemaah is trying to, to point over is that everything stands on something else, right? So the earth stands on the pillars. The pillars ultimately stand on the water. What does the water? Ma'im al haharim The water, so to speak, stands on the mountain. Shne'emar al-harim ya'adu ma'im. Harim, what, does, what do the mountains stand on? Beruach, right? They stand on the ruach. Shana'amar, ki ki'yot ser harim ubore ruach. Ruach b'sa'ara. What does the ruach stand on? The ruach stands we will say Sa'ara is like a strong wind. Shina emar ruach saara osed devaro. Sara, what does the saara stand on? Tiluya bizuro shala kadhish baraku. And we'll say the saara literally again is suspended by the arm or on the arm of Akkadish Baraku. Shine emar omitachas zuroos olam. The kham the chum say no. It stands on twelve pillars. Others say the world stands on seven pillars. The world stands on one pillar. And Rabbi say, What's the name of the pillar? Shimo. The name of the pillar. That sustains the that's, that 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 supports the entire world is tzaddik. Shene you v'tzaddik yisod olam. I will say so. There's two. Oh no, there's just so much to say over here. I will say. But I'll just tell you two things. First of all, I will say this statement. Remember how this all started. Rabbi Yossi said, "Woe to the creations who see and don't even realize what they see." I will say that, that statement by itself is so. Who are who stand. And don't realize upon which they stand. I will say, on a creation level, we see a world. We see a world, and I will say, do we appreciate what Hakadosh Baruch Hu does for us through this world? Right? You go outside and you see a beautiful sun. You see stars. You see seasons. Right? I will say, but we're so focused; it's too cold. It's too hot. It's too this. Do we see the beautiful world that Hakadosh Baruch Hu creates for us? And do we understand that in every single aspect of that natural world, it's Hamchadish. That creation was not a one time event, but creation occurs each and every day because Akhlesh Baruchu actively wills the, cre- the, the natural world in the so, and the creation. And the Ramam writes that the way to fall in love with Akhlesh Baruchu is through nature. Look at the natural world and you will see the greatness of the Creator. So Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi laments, and he says, People see, but they don't realize what they're looking at. People stand, but they don't realize what they are standing on. The world is so multifaceted. I will say we're so often focused on what's lacking and what's broken and what's in a state of disrepair that we forget to sometimes just take a step back and say, Thank you for the incredible multifaceted world that you have created for us. That's lesson one. I will say lesson two is incredible. The Gemara goes through a whole exhaustive process. What does the world stand on? What does the world stand on? Stands on the pillar. Which stands on the waters. Which stands like Haggadah. Which stands on stands on the mountains. Which stands on the this. Which stands on the that. Hey, this one says this. And then the worst. Oh, by the way, where does the world stand on? There's only one pillar. Well, so you know what the one pillar is? Sadik. tzaddik. And who's the tzaddik, I was saying? Tzaddik is you. Tzaddik is you. The tzaddik is who each of us have the ability to become. And I was say, if we do our job right, the world stands on our shoulders. We have the ability not just simply to be pieces on the chessboard that just move about indiscriminately, but we have the ability that if we really live lives of impact, if we really become over the Hashem, if we really, like we saw before, justify our existence, if we make our mark in this world, then we support the world. Then we could be the tzaddik, each of us could be the tzaddik is sold all of. It. I could be the person who not only justifies my creation, but I can be the person who helps to do my part to be a pillar which upholds the world. They'll say, "You know, this is reminiscent of the Gemara. We should stop reminiscing about other Gemaras and just do this Gemara." I'll we'll say, but I'll just tell you again: the Gemara says a person. Well, no, let's go back there. You'll remind me. Say that to see You're gonna remind me about. We gotta go back there. There are two rakias, right? There are two rakias. So the Gemara says, "Shenamar hin la Hashem lo kecha shemayim So what's he we'll darsins? There's shemayim and shmei ha Multiple levels to the rakia. Ishlag Hashemah shiva. There are seven rakias. Veeluheim. We'll these, these are the names of the seven rakias. Vilon so rakia shechakim zavul maon machon aravos. Vilon in a mashamish This is great. Vilon doesn't do anything. Right? It's like the other Akias talking about Vilon. Vilon, he does nothing, right? He's the mamish, he does nothing. Right, now he doesn't do nothing. Rather, ele nichnas <laughs> shachris v'yotze arvis. You know what Vilon is? Vilon, and by the way, I think, I don't know, how do you say, how do you say uh, shade in modern Hebrew? Vilon, right? So I, Vilon, right? So, I'll say, so listen to this, because what does Vilon do? Vilon is a shade. So Vilon does nothing, in other words, we will was saying, you pull it down at night, so it blocks out the sun, and it goes up by day to allow the sun in. So Vilon is just the shade. doesn't do anything else. Okay, that's Vilon. I'm sorry. What's Rakia? That's where the sun, the moon, and the stars are embedded. Shenei as the Pasik says, <laughs> say this is pretty incredible. What happens in Shechakim? Shechakim has millstones. And what happens in those millstones? What grinding are they doing in Shechakim? They're grinding the wheat for, they're grinding whatever it is to make the man... For the tzaddikin, okay, obviously metaphoric, right? As the pasuk says, "Vayitzav shachaki mimal, but dalse shemayim pasach." Vayamtar leimal le'achol zavul. What's in zavul? I will say, what's in zavul? Shabu U ubeis hamikdash u'mizbeach bane. I want to make sure we got to this gemara. I will say, what's in zavul? Another level In zavul, you have Yerushalayim, the beis hamikdash, and a mizbeach. Rabbi said, there's a Yerushalayim Shlomala, Celestial Yerushalayim. There's a base Hamiktash Shlomala, a Beis Hamiktash in, in, in Shlomala Mzbeach. And what's happening there? U Mikhail hasar ha-gadol omeit u makriv alav karban. And Rabbi said, Mikhail, the Malach Mikhail is going ahead and offering up karbanos. Shne'emar, bano beis yi beis zivu lecha machol meshift lecha olamim. U minolam digrih How do we know that this is called Shamayim? Ure'ei techa. Rabbi will say, How incredible is it for us to know? We'll have to stop over here for today. But I will say, how heartening is it to know that in Zavul, which is this level of Shemaim, there's a Beis HaMikdash? See, I will say, sometimes we live with the pain of thinking that there is no Beis HaMikdash. I will say, it is heartwarming to know there's no Beis HaMikdash down here, but there is a Beis HaMikdash in the Zavul. There is an active Beis HaMikdash that's being used each and every day in this Zvul. The fact that there is a Base HaMikdash in this universe, and the Malach Michal is offering up Karbanos, gives us a little bit of Nechama, and a lot of hope that Amirat HaShem, one day that Base HaMikdash from the Zvul will come down here to Yushalayim, Yir kodesh and hear Rabbi Ameinu. Amen. Shukran Great day, everyone. Have everyone zoom. have a great day.